Hi beautiful soul, this is Claire and the Art of Life podcast. Welcome and this series I'm going to start with today is around sovereignty and yeah, such a explosive and huge subject and um, this is actually about, I think this is about the fifth podcast that I've started and got about halfway through or half an hour through and then it's just Ah, there's so much in it and I'm trying to um, simplify it and trying to bring it into digestible format and into even just being able to talk about one aspect of it. Each aspect is so enormous that it un- it unravels and unpacks so many things that, um, yeah, I'm going to try and simplify it, bring it all down to chronological order of going back to the the beginning or at least the beginning on Gaia Sophia on planet earth for us how we came through um and I'm going to just riff essentially on this uh conception onwards the zygotes on onwards I'm sure I could go back further and and like talk about more but um to try and anchor how much is coming through just now and also Essentially, I, I want to try and speak to the the multifarious uh, dialogues that are going on online just now around paperwork in particular. Um, I keep getting really riled up by listening to things like Crow Radio and Solutions Empowerment and um, Natural Law and Mark Passio and Sui Generis and Kurt Kallenbach and all these folk who are really talking out there and um, feeding this collective, uh, and it's quite a large body of the, the percentage of humanity that are looking at these things right now, like unraveling the nature of the benefits and privileges and paperwork and false fictitious name that we're, we're pulled into and enslaved essentially by and that's an enormous subject in itself. I'm not going to go into these things right now. Um, a lot of the the work that's been done and it's amazing work, it's really interesting work and at the same time and this is what's really key and this is the perspective that I can give on this, it's being presented in the hierarchy using an old model of a man standing on a stage for the major part, a man standing on a stage talking about things that you can't understand as an audience, you passive audience sitting there clapping at the end of each part, you can understand because it's like special codes and special words and winks and underhand handshakes and bullshit that like, what are we trying to create collectively here in following that? What are we trying to create? Um, the thing that really bothers me is that we're, we're listening to authorities outside of ourselves. that what, like, how do we actually trust the authority that is out with ourselves? How do we choose who to trust? We can only choose that through how what they're saying fits into everything else that we already know and also the things that we're open to learning about. But equally, 
it has to be rooted in like the truth of all things as deeply as we can know it in each moment. And the way we know truth is through our through our whole body, through our mind, body, spirit. It's not through our brain. It's not through our front lobe logic, and it's certainly not through language. And it absolutely follows that, that it can't be through paperwork. It just simply can't be. And the fact that I was listening to a, a Crow Radio podcast the other day, and I got, oh man, I was so riled about it, where basically, you know, this really good guy is saying that he's pretty much been going around in circles for the last 30 years, and he's like a complete expert, and he's done all the got all the really expert paperwork, as Crow says, and he's like really doing at the furthest pinnacle and he's working with Kurt Callenbach and now we're like really going to be, we're really going to figure it out this time, this podcast. And Sui Generis is there just basically saying that all it's come down to is like, he's asking a question and, and questioning the authority and, and then they start rambling about, oh, but, you know, we were all around for nine or more months before we were actually born. So the birth certificate is a false document. And then there's all this time. Just like stop, just stop right there. Because that time between conception and birth in which we were created is the realm of the feminine. And men talking logically or whatever wisdom they have about the external world is not that wisdom. It's not that wisdom. You need to speak to women who know, who are rooted and who are embodied and who have actually experienced. Or you need to go back to your own experience of the zygote and ask yourself what happened then. But a woman with a womb has a lot more information on that because... It happened inside her and she felt it. Her sentience told her what was going on. She felt the conception. I'm not saying that all women feel conception. I'm not saying all women are connected to their ovaries or know about ovarian breathing or steaming or de-armoring the cervix. But what I am saying is that the problem with a lot of this stuff is that, yes, you will go round and round your whole life. You'll spend a lifetime going round and round and round about paperwork. And basically, you'll get back to a question of what do I actually want to do? What What is my power to do? And what do I want to do in this lifetime? And how can I do that with others and augment that power and create something much more than the sum of the parts in harmony, in rootedness, in perfection, aligned with God and natural law? That can't come through paperwork. The paperwork was designed by men and it always has been designed by men. It's a patri patriarchal structure. And the idea that a bunch of experts and men are in a position of powerful man on a stage, American white man on a stage. Hey, where have we seen this model before? Telling others that they need to find this impossible to find difficult code word and way of doing our signature and where you put the dot um, because it will be the right um, statement that will unlock the lawyer will say, oh, good boy, pass on through this special door to go out into the secret world of more privilege and more power. This is so fucking repetitive and I'm so bored of hearing it. I'm so bored of it. I'm so bored of a man talking about 
women's realm, talking about women's power and talking about things that are exclusively, exclusively the realm of the feminine. The woman has the power of creation in her womb and the power of that creation in her womb is in her whole being, it's her whole consciousness, channeled through, channeled through the zygote in symbiosis with the child and we are the child, we can access the child but the likelihood of us doing that within our lifetime when we're so freaking fixated on paperwork and we haven't even got into what it felt like to be in the womb, we the, the likelihood of us being able to do that deep, deep energetic work to release the contraction, the violence, the trauma, the separation, the cutting of the umbilical cord. I'm not saying we can't do it. I'm in the process of doing that right now. It's incredible, incredible work. And it's unlocking the layers of energetic uh, discord that are between me and the universe. And the universe is in accord, in accord accordingly follows that it's opening up and I'm getting access to the sacred geometry of all things but not everyone has the time or inclination to do that so instead of we either learn it through ourselves and through our own body and our body will tell us exactly what happened to us in our life and if we're willing and humble enough and we go in deep enough and we give each other ourselves sorry each other oh dear Freudian slip and um, if we give ourselves the the time and space to go in and do that work I think more and more we will find that easier to do individually in ourselves but also because we're collectively a lot of people are doing that a lot of living men and women are doing that work just now so naturally we're it's going to come more smoothly and more rapidly even and easily more harmoniously Certainly in my own individual lifetime, the kind of healing that I was doing in my teens and then my 20s and my 30s is very different to now in my late 40s where suddenly um, things are like, ooh, like everything just comes and comes. And there isn't such a, a transactional nature. There aren't any agencies. I don't need an agency to facilitate or an agent like a doctor or a healer to facilitate what I'm doing have a really good relationship with the homeopath and that's just me and her but mostly myself just working things out and things will naturally unravel um so what I'm saying is it might be possible and I certainly believe it is in my lifetime and through the work that I'm doing but I've spent 35 year plus years painting intuitively and allowing the thing to come out and expressing and being very expressive in the world and having natural adventures and quiet adventures and foraging and being in tune with things at all time and being very, very free, like having full sovereignty of my health, my lifestyle, uh, my role in the world and so on. So it's possible for someone like myself in my lifetime at a relatively young age of almost 50 to have the capacity to go back into the pregnancy time, the conditioning within the womb, the growth within the womb and even to get back to the zygote the point of conception, the zinc spark, and really comprehend what that is. Because I'm rooted in my indigenous, in the widest sense of the word, not in the limited sense of the word or the contractual sense of the word indigenous, it's entirely possible that I can step into that like I'm stepping in right now and speaking to it and I will speak further to it in this podcast. But the average person is not going to get to that. And I say person, meaning purse, lost, persone, I'm saying that 
because not to make other people feel bad and make me feel superior. I'm saying it on the horizontal because we're all trying to work this out together. And a lot of us are following external authorities in order to do that, which as genuine and heartfelt as that external authority is, that man on the stage or at the microphone with the big audience telling us what to do, if he isn't fully rooted in his indigenous self in Gaia Sophia, if he's getting his authority, his his nutriment from a pill that somebody outside of himself said is a good thing to do, it might be a good thing to do, relatively speaking, but it's not the full rootedness. And the full rootedness is how we get back down into this ego. Those of us who have the time and the the inclination to do that, women who have felt conception, who do feel that divine symbiosis with their child, perhaps women who have birthed naturally and orgasmically, they are the authority on this realm, the realm between zygote and birth. They are the authority and they should be speaking on this. And of course, they are speaking on this, but who's listening to them? Very few people, they're all listening to Crow and Sui Generis and Kurt Kallenbach and Anna von Reitz, who are all working with the model of the hierarchy, the false hierarchy, which is that an external authority will dictate to you where your nutriment comes from. And you go and earn coin in a conventional job, of course, because that's where you earn coin. And then you pay them coin and they live off your coin. And you live off the crumbs that are sold to you, which are, and you cannot make any pill, any pill format or powder or whatever, unless you are going into the wild yourself and connecting directly with that plant, mind to plant mind, spirit rooted to plant spirit rooted, root to root, and getting the information directly from that plant. And maybe you can make it into powder. So that it can be dried and you can have it later in the season when it isn't growing, when the plant isn't growing. But what I'm saying is that if you, that is the the most direct and powerful and vital and vibrant way to access the thing is going directly to the thing. So the the most direct way to get access to what the zygote is is to go to the zygote. We can go to the zygote through ourselves, the the conception through ourselves, or we can go like through meditation or through the imaginal realm, through um, even through rebirthing or reconceptualizing, um, reconception. But ultimately, um, going to the root of what the thing is, like going directly to the plant, going directly to the tree to get the wood for the fire, etc means that we're going to get the truth it means that we're going to get the actual truth and even though it might take a long time to sort of rummage about in our memories or rummage about in our body in a way or or experiment with letting go and expressing we might have to release a lot of layers of self and a lot of layers of what's been done to us you know once we really comprehend Never mind the paperwork and the enslavement and the wages and the wage slave business. Never mind the consumption and consumers and contracts and all that contractions and so on. That all comes 
that can only exist because of what was done to us at birth and because of the mother's psyche that was set up during or before pregnancy, during conception with the mother and the father and up from the zygote to the birth. It's, it can only happen because that happened. And the further you go back, like right to the zygote, the more the more clear the answer is going to be. So like rather than going out into the realms of thought and into realms of listening to other people thinking and into their big elaborate constructions of what the paper work means, how it relates to the physical acts of, for example, cutting the cord and what these mean historically and who wrote about it in the past and how it relates to the sky clock and the heavens. Instead of doing that, why don't we go directly to source and ask the source directly who is closest to the source? Who is in the source? Who owns the fucking womb? It's a woman. Womb one. A one who has a womb. So ask the cat. Watch the cat giving birth. Ask the woman. Watch the woman giving birth. Although, no, you can't do that unless it's your woman and you're in it together. Speak to women about their experience and listen to what women are actually naturally expressing and want to be witnessed around in their experience because what comes through a woman's body and the womb and the ovaries and the the zygote the conception it 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 happens there it's happening inside the woman's body so she has the universe she has the whole life of that being that is coming into being, the child who is going to be born, she has that within her and she has the divine co-creative capacity or not to birth that child freely and birth that child in bliss or to sell that child into slavery, essentially. She has the capacity to even put the child through paperwork but do it in a way that's utterly sovereign and divine. But the important thing is, it is the, the sacred and holy right of woman, womb one, to do that and to do it in a way that's aligned with all things. And again, not to get too focused in what's going on until now and how distorted even conception can be I just want to speak to what I know and what I what I've learned within my life about conception and I I was conceived I was conceived by my mum and dad on the Isle of Arran a really magical place on the mountainside facing south um in the the very midwinter of 1972 um, in a big sandstone house in a mixed wood forest, mostly pine, but mixed wood forest, um, looking down across a bay <clears throat> um, at whatever longitude and latitude, whatever numbers have been put on, but on the, the north, north of the equator, <laughs> up near Scotland, on Gaia Sophia, in this solar system way supposedly live in and I both experienced that zygote myself and I have some sense in my in my beingness when I've had moments of absolute rootedness centeredness and clarity 
and togetherness and supported by other spirits around me to hold space for. I have a sense of how I came in then. And the important thing for me about um, coming in, as it were, is that we're not created out of nothing. Uh, It might seem like we're created out of nothing in the way it's presented to us. We're like, we're just magically pop out the womb at nine or 10 months or or whenever we're induced and forced, which would be nearer the nine months than the 10. (laughs) Where that whole illusion around us being popping out into the world, fully formed (laughs) from the loins of Zeus, the fallacy around that is, again, just another layer of confusion around where we actually come from. If if we go into our own zygote and zinc spark and epic entry into the world, if we feel into it through our whole sentience, which, of course, many of us are very numb, especially in our pelvises, or very distracted or very overstimulated or understimulated, very... There's a lot of work. Most of us have to do a lot of work to get down into actually feeling our pelvis, and especially as women. All the fiddling around with the ovaries, the chemicals, the biology, the prodding of the cervix, the invasiveness, the presumption of pushing you to lie down in your back and put your legs in stirrups and putting metal instruments inside us, the conditioning of that, the rape of that, the violence of that, is all about making us forget, numbing us and making us forget about where we actually came from ourselves and what is coming from source within ourselves. So again, this is what I'm, I really want to speak into this subject in terms of knowing that we didn't come from nothing. And the idea that you could actually fool the entire population into celebrating birthdays, so-called birthdays, and thinking that that's when we started existing, when we came out of the body just so bizarre like when you really think about it think wait a minute we were in the world from the year before almost a year before you know my birth year might have been registered in a on a piece of paper as 1973 but I was I came into the world in 1972 and I think this is a really important thing that the birth the view of birth has been so interfered with and so violated I won't go into that because, again, this is just like such a huge, huge subject. But just speaking from that premise that the birth has been extremely violated and turned into something that is inherently problematic, that then means that we need to intervene a lot with medicine and instruments and poking and prodding and pulling and cutting. If that didn't happen, there wouldn't be the need or the want for the paperwork. That's, I'm just saying, I'm just putting that to the side just now because that's another aspect that I'm going to speak to further in this series. But going back the other direction, that whole thing is a huge distraction. The birthing thing is a huge distraction from what is actually going on at the zygote. You know, you just keep people fixated every year, candles on the birthday cake, snuffing out candles, um, giving people sugar highs and overstimulating them and like focusing them on another year and another cycle and the slavery of that and the meaninglessness of it and so on but like one special day you know you get a day off once a year to celebrate yourself or you know you get a little party where everyone drinks too much or whatever the story is all that distraction all that focus on that point which really 
although it, between the mother and the child and perhaps even the father might be there that is like a very very significant point but it's really not as significant the further back you go the more significant it is and the root of the thing the zygote the conception the zinc spark the coming together of sperm and the egg even that even that is so much more significant so much more powerful so much more meaningful in terms of what is a sperm what is an egg what are the size of them what's going on between them what's the journey of the sperm what were the mother and father feeling at the time what were what were they projecting at the time where was their co-creative power even putting that to the side there's something before that which is there wasn't nothing there was at least sperm and egg but it can't be reduced to that it absolutely cannot be reduced to that the reductionist idea of it being just a sperm and just an egg I simply want to speak to my own experience that I know that I chose to come through. Therefore, I know and I am before I came through. And I know that it was a choice. A choice to come through into this time that was going to be pretty damn rowdy and challenging. But I chose to come into this fan, uh, physical manifestation, the manifestation <laughs> And because I know that, I have a, a living awareness of that. I know it through my sentience and through a sense of waking dreaming and through a sense of having accessed that wisdom in the context of all the other magical things I know about life, that it's not just that that fits because I think other things are magical. I believe in unicorns and fairies or such like, which I don't, but <laughs> not just because of um, I have a very big imagination but because that imagination is rooted in cells that are living cells and a living system bio biome biome a living biome that is fully livingly interacting with the world so because i'm interacting with the world in a living way and because i am free and sovereign I'm able to access this information just as a matter of fact. It's just the facts just come through. If I place my attention somewhere and want access to the truth, then if I'm placing it in the right place, especially at the root of a thing and at the, the source of the thing, the information will come through. It's very, very basic facts of life. Just like if you follow the water to the source, you'll find where the water comes out the ground. And maybe if you dug down into the ground, you would find where it comes from under the ground, through a crack in the rock, from a big pool of water under the rocks, where the precipitation goes down and then pushes up with pressure and the weight of the earth on top of it, or who knows how that works. My brother would probably know something about that because he's into geology. Um, but basically you go to the source of the thing and then you find there's something deeper. But you go through the source and you find the source. You won't find the source from staring and staring at a, a rock pool further further down the burn the river or necessarily from the sea from the sea you might find that there's precipitation and that the water is um what's it called lifted up into the air as fog and clouds and steam and turns into clouds and that comes down and then that goes onto the land and then that gets filtered through the earth and it goes down into the rock you find where you fit into the cycle but the actual source like the physical source of a river might actually be said to be the sea 
or it might actually be said to be the underground pool lake or a loch under the ground in a mountain in Scotland. But in within ourselves, there's the the knowing that we come from some other dimension or some somewhere else that isn't in the physical body that and yet it is in the physical body that somehow the womb one, womb one the woman contains the universe within her pelvic paraphernalia um, magic tool set she contains the universe and yet the universe needs to be activated by the masculine um and yet the woman also can conceive without being activated by the masculine. But again, that needs the physical challenge of being alive on this planet at this time or at that time or whatever time and being sufficiently challenged and able to hold one's truth within that challenge. Um, again, I might be getting into a realm of slightly too abstract for how useful this might be there so I'm I'm just going to come circle back round again to um what it is to actually go to source I think what I'm trying to say with the metaphor around um the river and the water coming from the spring coming from the under the earth like the source that we see from above the earth because that's what we see in front of us you know we will claim that it is a fact that the the spring is the source that is the source um the 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 point of birthing and in a similar way we've we've had our point of birthing like sort of distorted and it's like you're saying it's a pool down there or like it's when the the when the when the river reaches the sea and that, that the birthing time, that's when our that's our identity, that's that's the truth of the source. But there's always another source. And I think the point of the metaphor isn't entirely useful because it's of the physical world. But what I'm trying to say is that the world that is unseen under the ground is a bit like this going into the zygote and the, the zinc spark. Like there's there's a whole other dimension before that that led into that and that brought even brought the parents together that even guided the parents to copulate even and the the coming through of the child the coming through of the spirit into the being or the beingness into the being physical even that isn't really the source but it is of source so we can know as much as we can know in what we can see in front of us and what we can know in our bodies and then we can also listen to that which is beyond. And that's why the zygote, the conception, the zinc spark is so, so important because it teaches us if we're actually listening, if we're actually listening to not just to our own zinc spark, which might be more difficult, I appreciate that, but maybe listening to women who feel their own conception, feel what conception is, feel what a zinc spark is in their bodies and being, in their mind and emotions, in their expressiveness, if they're able, women are able to express that and say what it is, we could learn very quickly about where we actually come from and what the nature of life is. So again, <laughs> coming back to try and focus on that, 
look at all the things that are in the way of that. Um, look at how complicated we've made it and how we're making it about paperwork just now or making it about written down laws that are older than the current laws that they're trying to write that are restricting our movements or our freedoms or our privileges, which are inalienable. Um, look at the sacredness of the body and the spirit flowing through it and the fact that that is real and um, happening right now. It's happening. It's <laughs> pouring, life is pouring through us. Um, and maybe there's something about this ink spark and conception of it being a metaphor of what we actually are that we expand from that point, we expand from a very small thing, which is two physical things, the sperm and the egg, and then the, the life force that sparks into it, the actual explosion, the energetically explosion, the electrical pulse that comes through at that conception. That whole metaphor, it is a metaphor and it's a real physical thing. So the physical thing itself is a clue for us. It's something that's telling us about what we actually are and where we come from, but equally where we're going, because we are a thing in movement. So it's not even so much about what existed before or exactly where the dimension was that we were before or what it looks like, what shape it is, quantifying things. The point of this ink spark is that, yes, it's quantifiable in, in one sense that we can even take a, a, a video image of it through our nano camera or some nonsense and like see it flashing and we're like there we go it's that it's that we've measured it it's 0 0.0 nanograms high or whatever <laughs> it weighs this much and it's this much electricity coming through it but really what is that co-creative spark telling us it's telling us about a trinity of things not a man and a woman and a sperm meeting an egg it's telling us about a trinity of things which is us, us when we came here. I just want to leave space for that because it's quite a quite a big thing to um, share in the world. And it's an uncontracting thing, the fact that the spark is a, an explosion, as it were. It's something that's pure, purely lifeful, and it's meeting with the physical, and the physical is affected by it. The physical is blown into something. And that is a metaphor. It's a real thing and a metaphor for it's a real thing, which is our origin and source coming through, origin coming through and outwards and into the physical that then can inform our whole being. And the fact that we don't focus on that, that we get all caught up in the birthday cake and the presents <laughs> and the, the date of birth that is stamped on all of our documents and uh, patente, uh, licenses and certificates, <clears throat> all that distracts and confuses and my God, listening to the podcasts that are coming out and the convoluted discussions of brains lost in brains, lost in brains and logic, lost in logic, lost in logic and piles of books and old documents, secret documents and um, 
it's all relevant it's all interesting it's all great if you want to do that if you get off and reading books and looking at old documents and deciphering codes but ultimately all the codes all the truth all the secrets are held within us they're held within our own memory our mind body spirit which can be accessed through sentience through visualization through allowing to flow through and they can be accessed through the womb and the womb one, the woman. And um, yeah, talking about the original spark that I came from personally and where I came from it and where we were in the world, me and my mum and my dad coming into co-creative union together, what that trinity is. Um, all of spirit is stolen from us from that moment by the Trinity then becoming the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost or even the Mother, the Madonna and Child and the Angel and the Baby or the Star or whatever the the religious iconography of it is, whatever the metaphor is that's then taken away from us and put on a pedestal, put in a painting by a famous artist who worked for the hierarchies of the churches centuries ago and it's only comes through words and pictures to us now and we look externally to it and we see oh the bliss of Mary and the joy of Jesus being born and what a huge thing that was and it was this very specific moment and there was frankincense and myrrh and gifts and gold and like all of that symbology is it's something out there, it's a picture on the wall that is distracting from the Holy Trinity that is within us, which is a means of accessing bliss and not just accessing bliss, but accessing the divine order, the divine sacred geometry of this exact moment and this exact, this precise existence that we're in. And yes, the paperwork is the paperwork, when one is rooted and aligned and calmed and in bliss and sentient, the paperwork will unfold fairly effortlessly. It will be very clear what letter you have to write to what person or member of what agency. But it will follow the urge or the surge within the self that is aligned up and down, aligned with mind, body and spirit, rooted in Gaia Sophia, in the universe, in this time. Um, and again, just, just, I just really want to reiterate that point because it's, it's really like this spinning, spinning, spinning mind thing where the mind can get so hooked up in concepts about things that are then translated into objects and then that are then purchased and brought back to us and think that that's we're like making a magical union with the universe when really the, the true union with the universe can only come through knowing source within ourselves that's the only way we can access the universe and as a woman I have a certain authority on that the authority is that I have conceived and the or the authority is that I conceived, like all, all of us have this authority because we were all conceived. 
unless there was some weird experiment or science intervening somewhere, which I think that's possible also, <laughs> that, that maybe you weren't conceived, maybe you were forced by a scientist, but even then you'd be conceived in a test tube or whatever the thing is nowadays. I don't know. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in the part of us that was conceived that we all own and possess because we all came through the zygote. <clears throat> and um, I also want to speak with my authority as a womb one, a one with a womb who has conceived, I have conceived several times. And in fact, in recent years had a period of conceiving every month and having a very strong period every month, sometimes much later, sometimes earlier. And going through the cycle of having a download of conception, possibly so that I could talk with authority now, but um, in the time that that happened, um, it brought up pain of like very deep, very traumatic, unconscious, deeply deeply previously unconscious pain because of a termination of pregnancy when I was in a very difficult emotional financial physical situation in the city of London in England um, and I wasn't being too supported by my partner who didn't want me to have the child and I didn't feel physically able to go through the pregnancy I was very very ill from almost day one of the pregnancy um that termination um, was followed 10 years later by a, a miscarriage that was brought on as consciously as I could do at the time, but was equally traumatising in terms of loss of something that I wanted very, very much. And then from there, um, 10 years after that, um, I came to a place where I had this succession of conception and loss, conception and loss, conception and loss. And each of the conceptions I've had in my life have been progressively um, more conscious. And for a long period, I've also been able to recognize very easily, very obviously when I'm ovulating, which is a, a, a it's been, it has been different feelings. Sometimes it's quite a heavy pulsing pain, like a probing pain on either my left ovary or my right ovary. I know where my ovaries are. I know what they feel like. I know when they're ovulating. I know when I'm feeling blocked energy in my ovaries. I know how to move the energy of my ovaries, um, as we all do. Uh, and the, that, that pricking of release of the egg and the egg coming down into the womb, into the fallopian tube and into the womb, um, being able to feel that, the release of the egg and the consciousness led me to then be able to conceptualise or recognise, like put a label to the thing, which is knowing what conception feels like. At the same time, I feel that there was something in the conception that was lacking, like there was something that was powerful and bursting, but not, but bursting. 
excuse me, bursting and finishing rather than bursting forth. And I think that that's very significant in terms of where I was with my partner at the time and where the world was going at the time and what I had to clear within myself and what I had to prepare for within myself and strengthen within myself in order to actually conceive and um, as in to conceive a viable pregnancy as it's called and for a child to actually come through and, and that in itself is is very very interesting um, another interesting aspect that you know men who are yakking essentially about paperwork might actually want to speak to women about and discover like if if the zinc spark the zygote is such a such a vital important thing how is it that that very unconscious people can conceive <laughs> how is it that people who are more conscious and and even more spiritually aligned can't conceive how is it that, or like what is being learned by uh, a zygote coming and not progressing and coming and not progressing, or by a child coming into the body and then progressing only a few months and then releasing? These are, these are really powerful questions that I feel that a lot of the conceptual stuff that's very important to humanity just now about asking questions about what the agenda is and how to empower ourselves in our in our vitality and in our true nature in our sense of identity it would make a lot of sense to go to source around that like where's the source of our consciousness where's the source of our sentience and how is the brain working in a holistic manner with the mind body spirit the imagination the emotions and so on which then allows it to truly be something much more than the sum of the parts. Because as I see it, the reductionist use of the brain to sort of catch, to grasp and to boom, 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 lay down these truths, it still has this air of the patriarchal pinning down of butterflies and locking up of animals and locking up of spirit. And... In the same way that the, you know, the supplements and the things shipped from far away, it's like, yes, we can share our resources with each other around the planet. And yes, I like to drink tea that I don't grow myself out in the garden. But ultimately, the, the greatest nutriment, the greatest vitality and truth that will then unlock the sacred geometry within myself, that will, it's all right to have a cup of black tea or coffee with ginseng every now and again, or rice cakes made in China or whatever, occasionally, but, 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 if we truly are on this path to source and to connecting with source and to living source, living as source, experiencing source, and being fully conscious and sentient that we are source experiencing source right now, surely to do that, we should be going to the places where source actually is, which within ourselves and within womb one and relationship of the masculine to womb one like the sun and the moon where the, the moon is reflecting the light of the sun like what is the relationship of the masculine and the feminine what is the masculine activating in the women 
even though it's entirely possible that a woman can conceive by herself and the Mother Mary thing has been turned into a whole big, you know, celebrity person, celebrity woman who conceived by herself. Um, it might be entirely possible that women can conceive by themselves, not to exclude men, but just for the pure fucking fun of it and pure power of a woman being able to conceive through direct connection with spirit and direct rootedness with Gaia Sophia. Why? It makes perfect sense to me. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? Why not? Why not just create a sync spark? If we were going to do that, we would do that in a way that was truly serving the world, that was releasing us from, not from the contraction of paperwork or the authority of doctors and hospitals or the law that says you, you must birth in a hospital. It would be done to bring us back into our absolute divine power and to bring children into the world who are absolutely aligned outside of a patriarchal agenda to completely cloud humanity's minds around and their body and spirit around what the nature of reality is it would be to bring truth into the world and to bring messiah energy into the world like the truth of a whole one a one who is whole who comes from a whole mother who comes from a mother completely saturated in spirit surely why would we not all be going in this direction i don't mean why wouldn't we not be why would women not be uh, conceiving and birthing alone i don't mean that I mean, why would we not all be looking into that and questioning, asking, uh, rather than asking um, questions to lock down answers or to push the agenda away or to claim authority over the authority that was claiming authority over us, instead of asking questions going in that direction outwardly and cuttingly and compartmentalizingly imagine if we started asking questions that were actually opening and softening source within ourselves so I want, I want to leave that question I want to put it out and I, I originally conceived this podcast as a direct response to um, a Crow Radio interview with Sui Generis, which was fairly recent, so er, maybe early May 2022, about again about going round and round in circles with paperwork and like again going back to like what our actual identity is, and I I just want to um, gently summarize in myself as a womb one. And as one who really wants to get to the source and be in source and be source, recognizing that it can be remembered. It doesn't have to be, um, it's locked away, but it doesn't have to be forgotten. And we are actually waking up with each other and by ourselves to what this is to be source, experiencing source. That zinc spark, that metaphor, the fact that we have, we hold the memory of that in ourselves, in our being, in our, I want to say more than ourselves, maybe in our, more than ourselves, in our whole beingness and that which is more than the sum of the parts, in our DNA, in our, 
in our sinew and blood flow and, and secretions and hair and skin. The memory is held in, in all things and the expression of source and spirit is in all aspects of self. It's in all parts of self, as it were. And it's in the wholeness of self. The self can't be separated and it can be temporarily labelled and distracted as uh, and and pushed as like this is what it's called this part fits into that part and it functions like this but really these are just abstractions and they are distractions and cloudiness around away from rather not around yeah around like cloudiness around the core fact which is source which is the absolute truth of us having come in or our beingness somehow having engaged and that beingness and engagement is actually ourself is us <laughs> so <laughs> it might be manifest right now as a physical body with this voice and this vibration and this um pulse and energy and um meridians and aura and at the same time um it can't be reduced to a concept, an idea, a label, a fact, a so-called nailed-down fact or pinned-down fact. And um, yeah, I would I would really love to welcome us all to to question softly and in the right direction, question towards source at all times, and ask source through us being source and an expression of source talking directly to source as self as source to speak to the oneness of that so that we can actually find the answer rather than finding another answer as part of a construct, as part of a structure, as part of a, a non-natural hierarchy in order to have our authority and our position in that pyramid and in that triangle, instead coming back to the sacred singularity, the sacred source, the sacred duality, the sacred polarity, and the sacred trinity, the sacred square. You know what I'm saying? The sacred expansiveness, sacred geometry of expansiveness of oneness that then comes back down into one. If we're, if we're dissecting everything and trying to figure stuff out and deconstructing everything, then surely we, we should be deconstructing it in the direction of oneness, in the direction of one to find that when you deconstruct it all, it comes back to one, but it can only come back to one and oneness and us being fully one and being whole as part of a, a larger whole, as part of a we are source, if we're moving in that direction from the purity of sacred geometry to the purity of sacred geometry simplified to the purity of sacred ge geometry simplified into the oneness and then maybe just the zero, the, the dot. <laughs> Um, but if we're going from the complexity into more complexity then are we really moving in the direction of oneness sometimes there's little glimpses of it but is that enough I think really in the mind we can only ever get glimpses of the thing I think really the the oneness again comes down to wombness and women and birth and conception and us all having come from women at least if we weren't a, a scientific experiment or whatever's going on nowadays in that world, that realm. 
Um, so yeah, I would love to just put this out in the universe. Our softly questioning inwardly as source and also us knowing our identity from the zygote by going directly to the zygote, to our own conception, either as our, our own origin and or as our having conceived in our life with child. So, mm, blessings. I'd love to hear your response. Contact me via my website and my contact page, which should be linked under this podcast. If you've come to, to some other way, a voice file shared somewhere, then contact me through my website. It's clairegalloway.com or clairegaiasofia.com or womanartsex.com. Please come and support me on Patreon. I would love your support or on the hive.blog at clairartista or on Patreon as at Claire Galloway. Again, my first name is C-L-A-R-E, Clare, Irish spelling of Claire. I'm sending blessings and love, all merit earned, all release earned. May all contracts be null and void that are restricting you in any way. May your source be known to you as source in this moment. May your life be very, very blessed. May you be protected and free and nourished and whole and celebrating our oneness together. (laughs) Blessed to you. Ciao.